Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. I'm Joshua Fisher along with Alexander DeSavos and Nicholas Snacks Crider. If you don't like a DJ air horn sound effect, that is so fine. Come talk to us on Instagram at the.charity.stripe or on Twitter at underscore charity stripe underscore. Check out our podcast of the same name, the Charity Stripe, anywhere you get your podcast. Check out Horns Up Talking Texas podcast, which is our Texas podcast. And Nick, you have a special announcement that I think a lot of our Padres fans would really like to hear. Yeah, get excited, guys. We're on episode two uh, that just aired this morning of Ring the Bell Pods Talk. It's myself and three-time All-Star, former closer Heath Bell. Uh, the two of us will break down Padres games, all the moves, uh, what's going on in spring training right now, and some fun stories from Heath. And ironically, he's now located in your hometown. Um, yeah, when I, moved, when I moved from San Diego to Texas when I was 11, it was uh, Georgetown, Texas, and I guess Heath and I just switched places because now he's in Georgetown, Texas, and his son goes to my high school. Do you think they'll ever make a documentary about you guys called Switching Places? Definitely. (laughs) Toss, would you watch that? Of course. I love documentaries. Would you invest in that? I'm a huge fan of Nick. Yeah, obviously a huge fan of Nick. I was going to say, ironically, we also... Well, we have have various nicknames for Nick on the podcast, but one of our nicknames is The Closer. We've been calling Nick that for a while. Yeah, well, The Closer and The Closer just teamed up. To close you really, some Padres talk. You've taken a step back. You're now the setup man. Yeah. I'm, you are the setup I'm playing man. second fiddle. That's interesting, though, because for a while, like, I mean, I think, yeah, you, are, I think the closer is a very fitting position if we were, like, you know, a baseball team, right? Yeah. You're I the think starting you, pitcher? Um, I think, would I be a pitcher? I'd be a pitcher? I don't think I'd be a pitcher. You don't, what but do you think? if we're talking pitchers, I think you're the starting pitcher, right? Yeah. But then, so I, I think, think you're kind of the catcher, Josh. You kind of you're you're commanding the plate. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think that's what I think. Catch calling the game. Calling call the game. Calling the game. I think you're uh, Nick. I think closer is a good position for you. I really do. You come in, you know, when needed, and then you always get the job done. Toss reliable middle I'm infielder. Like, I'm, I, I was say, I'm, I'm just a utility guy. No, no, better than that. So you're, I'm not allowed to hit. I mean, you could if you want. I know you like to. Yeah, hit. This is a this is a uh, poo poo analogy. Um, I don't think it's a poo poo uh, analogy. I think that they they might as well get to know us in our in our rarest form. I think they know us already, but I don't think they know that you like to hit. I that that was that would matter to you if you wanted to play baseball. If you wanted to play baseball, yes. What do you mean? I do. I did play baseball. And I didn't pitch. I'm saying hit. at a major league level. Yes, only hit. Only hit. I don't want to pitch. So you would okay. This is actually a great question. I feel. Would you rather be a bottom of the order hitter, maybe a platoon player, or a closer of Heath Bell's caliber? Well, that's different. I mean, yeah, like, that's the question. If I'm going out there to play, I'm play, going out there to play the best I can. So that's a that's a bad analogy there. It's not a bit. It's a question, and I think that it's fair in the sense that 
I just think I think it's a fair question because you want to hit so badly, but you could be a better pitcher, but you'd still rather hit. All right, we're gonna stick with the, <laughs> being the better player. I don't like you. that question. All right, well that's okay. Josh, the you bad question. Like? What betting? Okay, and you know you know what I like to bet what betonline.ag. Okay, and you know what I like to do when I go to betonline.ag. What do you do? I use my promo code believe yep. B L E A V to get a free welcome bonus. Mm-hmm. Go to bet online, bet on some March Madness games, put a future in maybe for some teams that you think are going to win. Mm-hmm. Maybe bet on some spring training games if they offer that. I think they probably offer that, right? I mean, yeah, there's some, absolutely. There's some big baseball I know people fans. that bet spring training baseball. That's psychotic. It but is like, psychotic. That's yeah. the biggest crapshoot in the world. Yeah, that's poo poo. That's poo poo. I would not be doing that. Would you do that? Here, Tots, you're looking no, at me like no, a smiling I would never, face. You've done that. I I've say, never bet on spring training. I will say that mid-pandemic, when we didn't have any sports, I would have bet on anything, and I got so low where I bet on table tennis. That's exciting, though. That's more exciting than, than spring training. I baseball. also bet on uh, um, simulated like Madden games and 2K games. Also exciting. We did a... We did a I two- want some money, too. Did he really? Yeah, and also lost some money. <laughs> Table we, tennis, man. Those guys are sneaky. Yeah, and betonline.ag, especially with those lines. The uh, But I, we did a 2K tournament where we drafted like any player from any era, and I came in sec- simulated. My team came in second. I rode Carl Malone and Giannis. Wow. The big boys. Sounds um, fun. Speaking of basketball, I, just, I want to talk football. Obviously, so much going on in that in baseball. But in the basketball world, Kyrie goes for 60 this week. Is it a shame almost? Like, if he played every single game, like, would he be a perennial MVP candidate? Like, I feel like and he, we always talk about him having the best handles. Obviously, he's extre- both of his 50-point-plus games this season were two of the most efficient in, of all time. So not only is he just pouring on the points, he's doing it at a high clip and extremely efficiently. So to be clear, he can't play home games, right? No. He can only play away games. He can't play home games, but he could sit in the stands unmasked. So bizarre. Like, I don't understand. How bizarre, how bizarre. And the same thing with the New York Yankees and Mets, too. I think there's a couple of players that can't play home games right now if they're unvaccinated. So I think the Yankees might have three, and the Mets have a few more as well. Do we know who those guys are? I didn't look to see. No. I, I heard Is that. Brett Gardner still with the Yankees? My money would be on him. He looks like an unvaxxer. Yeah, maybe Luke Voigt. Oh, yeah. Voigt. I hate I'm, to like, I'm just, make I'm just throwing stuff people. out there. I can't make assumptions. It's but. an assumption. We let the people know this is an assumption, but I think Luke Voigt's a great call. Yeah. Well, Chad Luke Voigt's Green, also sneaky, maybe Chad I think Green. he's also a candidate as well to get potentially traded now that they sign Rizzo. So. Yeah, but wouldn't he maybe want a DH? I don't know what the Yankees are doing. They've lost out on Freeman, which uh, as a Sox fan is huge. I don't know what the Sox are doing. First of all, Nick, you I think we discussed it on one of our recent shows. Maybe it was the last show with Tatis, or maybe just in passing. Tatis is injured, hurts his wrist, has to have surgery. He's out multiple months. Now, he doesn't necessarily have to go play shortstop with the Universal DH. he come back in DH, which is helpful. Mm-hmm. You could have Kim at short if you want, or Cronenworth. Or bring up C.J. Abrams. Bring up C.J. Abrams for a little speed, of course. A situation arose with the Red Sox where Sale has fractures in his ribs but couldn't go to the doctors on the Red Sox staff, and now he's going to be out six weeks. You can't find his own doctor, though? I don't do, but it's like it's a different evaluation. So there's also I don't, like, so, so there was a, a thing. I read into the whole Tatis deal, right? Yeah. And players were allowed to see the team doctors if they weren't technically employed by the team. So in the Padres situation, the team doctors were not Padres employees. I don't know what the Red Sox situation is, but 
Tatis could have talked to the doctors. Because each team handles it differently. Correct. And he just didn't. He just didn't. That's a maturity issue, my friend. Well, it, it, for sure. I mean, he's he's a 23-year-old who was in multiple motorcycle accidents. accidents. Like, that alone speaks to me in maturity. And at the press conference, or his, when he was getting questioned by reporters, they were like, you know, how, what did the... Did the motorcycle accident attribute to your wrist? And he said, which one? Right? And he was kind of dancing around the yes. question a little bit. It's like, <laughs> Which dude, is a horrible way to dance yeah, around the question. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is not good. Yeah, it's like... that. Does that not infringe upon the some contractual obligations? If the Padres wanted to, it could have. But they don't want to risk avoiding a contract and making him unhappy. Yeah, I mean, you'd rather have sit three months. But that's annoying for the franchise who... I mean, you'd like to think is in win now mode. I mean, I don't. Th- I think it's the Giants. I think the Giants, even with the Peterson signing, still hit above their weight class last year. They lose Gosman. They lose uh, Bryant. Chris Bryant, who goes to the Rockies. Chris Bryant wants to just get high and make money. At this point, after well, he's going to be making a lot of money. Yeah, I mean that seven years, one eighty-two. Von Miller, six years, one twenty. Two crazy con. It's crazier. The money's not as crazy as the, those contracts being handed out by those teams. You I think, know we're dancing the, around every sport here. You think handing out that much money is bad? I think it's a lot of... You don't think it's a lot of money for a guy who's 32 years old? Well, is it a position where you need so, speed and strength? Who's so already had a major injury? So we were going to talk about this, and I think with that contract, it's not it's not fully guaranteed, of course, right? Yeah. I look at that contract, and I see three years, really, and they release him after three. Yeah. And so it's not a five-year 120. It's really like... A three-year 80. Yeah. We'll float back to baseball, but while we're on the subject of Von Miller, this question just popped into my head. I've always considered him, at least in our lifetime, to probably be a top 10 defensive player. Of all and, time. And at least I've seen. And maybe in some regards, like, underappreciated. Like, he's always played second fiddle and been in the shadow of, like, J.J. Watt, followed by Aaron Donald. He's obviously always been, like, an all-pro type player, Khalil Mack, but never, like, never, like, Regarded as the best guy, I think and for a guy I who won Super Bowl MVP too, I think yes. there was a span of like two or three years where he was like regarded as the best. But he did he he's, he doesn't have a DPOI though. I do agree with that statement though, it, especially like in the fans' eyes too, because he had the sack dance right, and but everyone people was, love Vaughn. They love him, but I, don't I, think, I think some was, of it has to do with like his stature, right? Yeah. He's a speed guy and yeah. has been. Yes, he's agile. It's impossible to stay in front of him, and. That still remains the case, even with his, you know, how old he is at this point, which is what I scratch my head at when I look at that contract, because it's like, okay, in five years, he's going to be 37. He's yep. probably going to be retired at that point. I just can't believe it went to that far of a distance where they had, well, clearly they had to pull the trigger if they wanted right. to get him to get that. Because right. the Rams were heavily negotiating as well. Mm-hmm. And they were not willing to pay that type of money. It's an insane, it's it's an insane amount. I just, I do think though that Von Miller, so I guess the question that I was, you know, getting at was he won was the MVP of the Super Bowl with the Broncos. Right. Wins with the Rams. Massive contributor. If he goes to the Bills and if he plays in every game, you're going to anticipate him being great. Especially the Bills have some depth in the defensive line. Yeah, they do. So they don't have to play him every down and they could rotate him in and out. So I... With the, they have Epinesa now. Or so, I think it's a really good fit for both. I think it's a good fit for sure. I mean, if you're Von Miller and you can now win in three different places where you're a top dog or one of the top dogs, is he a top five defensive player of all time? Yeah, 
No, all time all is tough. Th- all all time. time is tough because you got Lawrence Taylor, you know, you've got Reggie White, you got JJ Watt, Aaron Donald. I mean, yeah, it's tough. Lewis. You, you also have yeah Ray Lewis, Reed, Ed Reed. You got all the the, the secondary guys as well. That's tough. But I, he could be a top ten. It's. I mean, it's tough on both account because we. It's crazy. Obviously, it makes sense. The quarterback has the ball in his hands. We value winning as the quarterback so different. Like if somebody won, like if Peyton won in the Broncos, let's say he wasn't a flop his last season and wasn't carried by like guys like Von Miller, and was yeah. the reason they won the Super Bowl, then went to another team and won the Super Bowl. Like if Brady had gone to the Niners instead of coming back to the Bucks and won with the Niners, like he would be regarded as maybe the greatest athlete of all time. Not that he already isn't in that mix already. Like he's definitely in the Mount Rushmore. I don't think it matters for Brady. I think for him, he can go to any team and win if he could stay with the same team, or he could even never play again or he could lose he's, he's still already considered the goat in my opinion yeah i mean he's considered the goat. i'm just saying for like a guy like von miller i mean positionality value, positionality matters it does matter and a guy matters. like a guy like aaron donald who lines up in the middle because of his ability is more impactful in that way he's right because there. he can do both because he can block it up the middle he can block the run and he can get on the outside and get to the quarterback yeah, he's a run stuffer and a pass rusher right. he, he's the best i've seen I, don't know, I think that's fair to say but I, does he pass a guy like jj watt who's not been who's not look best ability is availability obviously jj watt's got the accolades and at his peak is probably more dominant but health-wise health-wise not there i'm sorry yeah. like again with the eric cardinals he fortune really, of playing on better vaughn has the fortune of playing on better teams as well that's what allowed him to get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I I mean the Texas. Texans were the Texans were good, but it's such a new franchise there wasn't enough to push yeah, them they, past. They never right? they never made any strong playoff pushes. They were they had good teams though. Yeah, but they were they never, never like, had they really never had the offensive weapons outside of Hop to support Watson and guys prior, you know, with I mean they had Andre Johnson. It's always been one guy. Yeah. Right. They never Foster. matched up properly. Arian Foster. Like I even feel like Arian Foster was like in between those two guys. Right. Yeah. Like all three of those guys at their peak with like Matt Schaub was good. Matt Schaub, yeah. But they had a couple years. Like, didn't they have Tom Savage that took him? Imagine if the Texans were in that position now with that team where they can go get Jameis and go get Jimmy. Baker Mayfield available. You know. Come back to Texas. Yeah, right. There's just a lot of guys available at the quarterback position. I, which is crazy because there's not a lot of talent in the draft, but there's a lot of talent in the league. Which I, for me, as a fan, quarterback position. Yeah, the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, there's a it's a talent to draft in general, but just not the quarterback position. I think it's extremely. I think similar to how the NBA draft was this past year, where everyone kind of overlooked it. And it ended up being extremely talented, and everyone, all the rookies have not all the rookies, but a large majority of the rookies have been very impactful in basketball. I think that could be a case in the NFL of a guy with a guy like Evan Neal, who could be a prominent tackle, like just as Tristan Wirfs was uh, a Quanu too. And then you have guys like Thibodeau, who could be. I mean, if he's such an athletic freak in the right system in the right space, he could have like ten sacks his rookie year, and like I want in a seventeen game span, and I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I don't think I mean ten sacks is a lot, of course, but you know this day and age, like getting ten sacks, like an average pass rusher gets there. Yeah, that's sure. what your that's what your job is. And at this point, your tackles can be as good as they want to be. They can be elite, but elite pass rushers just get to the quarterback. They're that athletic and yeah. that big. I would love to talk a little bit about the AFC West and how the pass rushing in that division. Is it's the best I've ever seen across the board in the division. It's the best ever. Is it the best division you've ever seen? Is that crazy? No, it's not crazy. 
I mean, Kansas City, of course, Super Bowl champ. They've been making it to the playoffs over and over again. You got the Chargers, of course, with the young gun, Herbert. Russell Wilson joins the Broncos, right? I mean, Raiders were a playoff team last year. Derek Carr's not bad. I mean, they made the playoffs, yeah. and they just added Chandler Jones. Yeah, they added Chandler Jones, exactly. So Another guy who's extremely underrated yeah, as well. But the and Char- Crosby. Chargers, but they both are. <laughs> Chargers made some really exciting moves we haven't really addressed yet. Khalil Mack, huge move for us. J.C. Jackson, big signing as yeah. well. They, they get their one-stoppers that they're looking for in Sebastian Joseph Day. Um, they get Austin Johnson as well. They're still not done, in my opinion, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a big statement that the Chargers are willing to go out and spend money and, and uh, trade draft capital away and not waste Herbert's youthful years on a cheap contract. Well, that's, yeah, that's the kicker is, like, there is a clock on these guys. Right. Like, the Browns have a clock with Mayfield. Like, you need him to get up to speed and be healthy and get the right guys in the room in that time span to know if he's the guy before you pay him. Right. Because you don't want to pay the guy and him not be the franchise quarterback, which could be the case in Cleveland. And you don't want to pay him, and then all of a sudden he's eating too much up of the book and you can't pay people around him. Mm -hmm. So this is, like, I think it's most unfortunate for the Broncos of all four of these teams, weirdly enough. I think the Chiefs are sitting pretty. I think the Chargers are doing – they're following the blueprint at least. Like, you have the young quarterback that's your franchise guy. You have both your wide receivers, all right? You have a solid running game, and now they can afford to take one of the, the second – they could take a second-round pick or a third-round pick. They get Brees Hall. They get Kenneth Walker, and they could have that spell Austin Eckler. They can get a top running back in the draft. And it's not an exceptional running back draft, but a couple bruisers in there who were great in college. Let me ask a question to you guys. Yeah. If you were to take all of the players in the AFC West and – best at each position, put them on one team, would they be able to beat the rest of the NFL? Actually, well, there's no doubt in my mind. Quarterback for sure, right? You have, a, you have the number one quarterback. You've got the number one quarterback and maybe number two if, if Herbert takes the next leap, next step, right? Regardless, I... You've got Tyreek Hill. You've got Kelsey, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Yeah. Running back-wise... Austin Eckler. Fine. Great. And you know what? Quite frankly, like Javante Williams could be like the second best in that division. And when Josh Jacobs he, looks good, healthy. he looks great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. great point. On the defense, of course. I mean, you got Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, you know. Pick your poison. Yeah, now Crosby. Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, Derwin James. Derwin James. Frank Clark. Frank Clark. And that's just on the defensive line. Yep. Like the Chargers. Like, Jackson. The Chargers took Kenneth Murray, who we all loved last year. and He was injured a little bit. Exactly. Though. And I think people right. forget about that pick. I think that's going to be a massive part of the defense. And the Chargers have a lot of room now to do whatever the hell, like to literally take the best player available at 17, or they can do something extremely spicy and shake up the draft and move up. If someone starts to drop, right? If you get a kid like Stingley Jr. who you see falling and you go, okay, we want to pair that with J.C. Jackson mm-hmm. and have that dynamic do in the, in the sauce Gardner, mm. or, you, or you know what, you love Jordan Davis and really want to get that rotation of the defensive line going through. Or there's one of the – if one of like if Thibodeau somehow, some way, it won't happen, but if he's sitting there like at eight or nine and Seattle needs to retool and redo the picks and you want to have a trio of Thibodeau, Bosa, and Mack, which is nuts. That's crazy. But how epic would that be if you could rotate those three guys? Bosa's not always fully healthy. Mac's not young anymore. Yeah, he's 31, 32. Sorry. So you go in there and you make a move like that 
which is on nobody's radar, if a guy like that drops, like, or you just cut Balaga. Yeah, that just freed up $10 million in cap space. Yeah, there's a, if Charles Cross, the tackle out of Mississippi State, drops a little bit. Yeah. Go up and get him. Like, now the Chargers don't have to sit and wait. They've done enough in free agency. They've done enough drafting-wise recently with Herbert uh, bringing him into the mix, and I love the Murray move, like we said, where they can go and do something crazy. Mm-hmm. Do you think that – would you like to see them make a play for another tight end, Nick? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Right now, the only tight end on the roster is Donald Parham. It's Parham, yeah. Yeah, they definitely need that. Who's not really – he's interested. not really an every down I was interested in Joku, end. but I think he's going to be a little bit pricier than, than what we – Hooper got cut because they're they're going to stick with Njoku. So Hooper got cut. Maybe a second chance at life. Austin Hooper. Uh, the Chargers. I feel like always revitalize guys somehow, some way. Um, we're the charity stripe. We'll be back in just a brief moment uh, after a few short messages. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Topless, and San Diego's own Nikki Snacks. Quiet. We will be right back with the charity stripe on the Mightier Ten Ninety ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.